fanatics football the football segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm going to be your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man so uh we just have a couple things to sort of talk about in today's podcast uh we had a trade that went on in the nfl this past week um so we'll talk about that and then we'll just go over uh, a more recent uh, mock draft for uh, the NFL 2021 uh, entry draft. So we'll just talk about that. Um, we'll just go over um, just uh, the mock draft from NFL.com. And we'll just talk about uh, some of the fits uh, with what positions each team uh, might need uh, heading into the draft and what they might be looking at in the first round. Uh, so let's just hop right into it. Um, uh, trade happened uh, this week in the NFL. I'll just go over the details. The New York Jets traded uh, starting quarterback Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers on Monday. Um, in return for the quarterback, uh, the Jets received three draft picks, a sixth rounder for 2021, a second rounder and a fourth rounder for 2022 they received from Carolina. Um, so Carolina pretty much gets a quarterback that can compete with Teddy Bridgewater for that starting quarterback job. So it looks like they won't be selecting one this year in the draft. So I guess, what do you think about this trade? And um, who do you think might have won this trade? I guess it's an interesting trade because I think San Dar- uh, Darnold is pretty uh, decent. So I was kind of surprised that they decided to trade him. But I guess with this, it looks like they're... I guess, trying to kind of um, build around a new quarterback. Yeah, um, I mean, they have the second overall pick. Um, it looks like they're going to take a quarterback now. Um, some people thought, oh, if they stick with Sam Darnold, they might maybe trade down a little bit, get some value for that draft pick, and then maybe pick from another position. But it looks like they want to stay at number two and select their next quarterback. So um yeah by trading away Darnold I mean some people thought that they wouldn't even get a second round pick for Darnold but they got a second round pick they got a fourth round pick and they got a sixth round pick so um yeah I guess just what are your thoughts do you think Carolina overpaid uh do you think that they paid around the the right price do you think that maybe they got a a very good value uh for Sam Sam Darnold Uh, what do you think about that um I guess I think they maybe overpaid a little bit, but at the same time, I guess Carolina's kind of hurting for a good quarterback. Not that Teddy Bridgewater is bad, but I guess they just kind of, um, I guess, need someone who is a little bit better. So I, I feel like they overpaid a little bit because they're trading a lot of their future, but they did kind of need someone like him, so... And I mean, it's not like that they had to trade any first round picks. So I don't think we need to be too concerned. But then at the same time, if Sam Darnold doesn't pan out, then that's three draft picks you traded for a quarterback, you know, that didn't work out. But I mean, uh, clearly Carolina sees him as a guy still um, with a lot of uh, future upside. Um, I mean, he is talented. I know things just didn't work with him in New York. Uh, So the Jets get to move on and, you know, with a new um, head coach and, you know, just a new uh, coaching staff, they'll be getting a new quarterback in there. And then plus these three draft picks to add um, to uh, that quarterback, um, that'll be pretty crucial for this Jets team. I think that they really did get a good deal. Yeah, I think for Carolina, it's kind of like they're 
lever they're leveraging their future for something that could happen, I guess, right now. And for the Jets, they're kind of trading what they could have right now for possibly a better future. So yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, so yeah, that was just pretty much uh, an overlook uh, on this trade. Um, you know, just taking a look at, um, you know, uh, what the Jets wanted to do here, um, what the Panthers were thinking in, in getting um, in Sam Darnold. And I guess we can sort of just use that as a way to transition uh, into uh, the mock draft. So uh, once again, uh, Daniel Jeremiah from NFL.com has put out another mock draft. Um, and uh, he says here at the beginning, um, it's a projection of where he believes the players will go, not um, not where he thinks they should go. So basically what that means is that um, he evaluates the talent, um, but when he does a mock draft, he's projecting at uh, you know which player those teams might want to take, not which players he thinks they should take, if that makes sense. Okay, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so this is basically, this is not his uh, opinion. This is more of his speculation, essentially, if, the, if that makes sense. Okay, so it's like he's trying to put himself in, not necessarily put himself in the GM shoes in, as in what's the best trade, but he's kind of like trying to get into the specific GM's mindset. What do they um, want to pick? pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's basically saying um, um, the way things are looking right now, um, which guy is going to get picked there. So um, it's probably based on uh, different teams' evaluations. I know he has different connections with uh, different um, um, just members uh, of each um, front office, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, he, it's sort of him just going through and saying, um, you know, th um, these teams really like these type of players. Um, this is what I've been hearing. Um, who, well, this team sort of likes this player, so it's most likely they're going to take this guy. And like we said, it's just a mock draft. So on the real day, there's going to be trades. There's going to be all sorts of things. So um, it, it's just an early look, let's just say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, let's just take a look at it. Um, number one, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, taking Trevor Lawrence. At quarterback, um, this has pretty much been the projection um, since the last time we took a look at uh, a mock draft from Daniel Jeremiah. Um, all signs are pointing to the Jaguars taking Lawrence. He's clearly, um, in their mind, the most talented quarterback in this draft. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess there's not really uh, much to say. I don't know, unless you have any other thoughts. I mean... Not, not really. I mean, why would you not pick him over like Mitch Trubisky, right? <laughs> no, yeah, that's funny. But um, yeah, um, just looking at number two, uh, the New York Jets uh, taking Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, uh, apparently they liked him. Uh, they, they, they went and saw him work out, and they really thought that he's gonna be. Um, sort of a better a quarterback than some of the other guys further down the board. Um, I, I guess it's trading Sam Darnold has pretty much led the Jets to um, take a quarterback at this point. And it looks like that it's most likely going to be Zach Wilson from uh, what the, the scouting is saying. Um, I mean, they did trade their um, quarterback. I think Sam Darnold was a number three pick, right? So yeah. kind of makes sense that they would go for a number two. 
Yeah, for sure. Definitely trying to um, get uh, some new blood there um, in the lineup. And then uh, we heard uh, earlier last week, uh, the 49ers had traded up to the third pick. Uh, here they uh, want to select Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. Uh, clearly, Mac Jones has moved up uh, on draft boards. I know that when we took a look at him, I believe that he was in the bottom half of the first round last time. Now he's moved up to number three. Um, it's possible the 49ers do take him there. Apparently, they like him. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's pretty obvious they're going to take a quarterback, but what do you think happens with Jimmy Garoppolo once they do select a quarterback for the future? Um, I guess it kind of depends on the quarterback. I could kind of see kind of um, a situation where uh, Jimmy is still starting, I guess, for the first year that the quarterback is there, kind of show him the ropes, um, how to, I guess, be a quarterback in the NFL. And then uh, maybe the the next year or the year after, um, we'll probably see the quarter, the new quarterback uh, taking some more responsibility. Yeah, I, I think I definitely agree with that. They said they don't want to part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo. So if they take someone like Mac Jones, uh, they said he might not be the most NFL ready right now. So definitely he could sit behind someone like Garoppolo and sort of learn the ropes and then sort of take over from him maybe next year or the year after. Yeah, I think that kind of makes sense because um, Jimmy is not bad at all. So their present is still good. And then with someone like Mac Jones, they have someone with really high upside. So um, if I guess they end up do if they do end up parting ways with Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess kind of in the far future, they still have somebody. Yeah, for sure. And I'm um, just looking at Atlanta at number four. Um, I know they've been saying that they're interested in trading the pick, but I guess if they don't trade the draft pick, uh, he has them taking Trey Lance from North Dakota State, a quarterback. Um, I guess this would be a similar situation, just having um, Trey Lance sit behind uh, a guy like Matt Ryan, who's very experienced and just showing him the ropes into the NFL. Yeah, I guess it'd be kind of similar to if uh, Mac Jones does end up going to the 49ers. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I guess just looking at number five, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. I know some people uh, say they should be drafting for the offensive line as Joe Burrow was hit a lot last year, but he has them taking uh, Kyle Pitts tight end from Florida. Um uh, I mean, apparently he's one of the best tight ends to ever uh, come up in a draft. So they really have high expectations for Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't know. What do you think about uh, the Bengals? I mean, should they take maybe a tight end or a wide receiver? Or do you think that they should maybe uh, draft an offensive lineman just to sort of protect Joe Burrow? I mean, Kyle Pitts is on a lot of people's radar and a lot of people are probably going to want to go after him. So I guess if you do have a really high pick, there's always the temptation to go for somebody like Kyle Pitts, who is a generational talent. But I mean, I feel like the, the O-line is, in my opinion, one of the most position, important positions in football. I mean, if you don't have an O-line, we already saw what happened to the Bengals um, last season. We don't uh, want to see the Bengals go through that again. So um, I feel like they should get a an O-line first, but maybe they're kind of anticipating they can get, I guess, decent O-liners later in the draft, maybe. Yeah, I think I was going to mention that same thing. I would prefer them to take O-line earlier, but if they can, like you said, get 
uh, some uh, offensive uh, tackles and guards uh, a bit later in the draft, it would make sense to take a big time player uh, like Kyle Pitts or even uh, the guy right under him going to the Miami Dolphins here at number six, a wide receiver from LSU, Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase played with Joe Burrow in college, so it is possible that they all that the Bengals do go that direction to sort of pair those two guys up. And if not, uh, it looks like Miami would probably take either of the two, um, whether it's Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. Yeah, I could see uh, Miami definitely taking one of the two. Um, they don't need to, I guess, get. They don't need to get a new quarterback for sure. They don't. They're not really um, weak on any single position. I think it's just adding more depth at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's why Miami originally traded down from number three, because like you said, they're not looking to take a quarterback. So you know that the player you would have taken at number three, he'll still be there at number six. So you might as well trade, trade down and just get the extra draft picks. Yeah, for sure. And then looking at number seven uh, to the Detroit Lions, he has quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State going to, to the Lions. Uh, Justin Fields taking a bit of a drop from where he was projected. He was projected around two or three uh, last time we took a look at a mock. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely um, Jared Goff. Um, he's sort of just a, a fill-in type quarterback for the Lions. Um, and it looks like that uh, they would definitely need to draft a quarterback for the future. Yeah, well, not just a quarterback. There's a lot of other pieces that they need as well. Uh, so is it possible that they trade down and maybe not take a quarterback this year? Or do you think that they should put someone behind Jared Goff? Um, I mean, they could. But at the same time, we saw what happened with Matthew Stafford, right? He was a really good quarterback, but he just didn't have any and one talented enough around him. So if anything, they could probably go for, I guess, some pieces around Jared Goff first and then maybe get a quarterback later on. I actually like that because um, a lot of teams that have won Super Bowls recently have won it with quarterbacks on their rookie deal. So basically they paid for all of the pieces around the quarterback. Then they dropped in the young quarterback on his rookie deal. And then the team was able to go and make a run similar to what uh, the Chiefs did with someone like Patrick Mahomes. Um, as one example. Um, uh, and then, of course, the Eagles doing that with Carson Wentz, even, even though it wasn't Wentz who actually played in the Super Bowl, but it was a similar type situation, a quarterback on his entry-level contract, um, and then being able to build the team around him. So definitely, like you said, it, maybe the Lions should build up their team around Jared Goff, then draft a young quarterback a couple years down the road, drop him into that team, and then maybe they can try and make a run for it. I feel like with quarterbacks, it's like... Uh, people have like a tendency to think like, okay, he's the most talented quarterback. Um, he was amazing on this college team. We're just going to take him right now and our team's going to go all the way. I don't think that's how football works. You have to build everyone else up first and then your quarterback is going to um, take you there once you have that. Yeah, I definitely believe the same thing. Um, and then just moving on to both picks eight and nine, we have the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos. Uh, he sees them taking... Um, both of them taking offensive tackles. Uh, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern going to the Carolina Panthers and Penne uh, Sewell going to the Denver Broncos. Um, yeah, I mean, the Panthers have Sam Darnold now. I guess build an offensive line in front of him and then he'll have a good chance to succeed. Yeah, for sure. 
And then um, just looking at the Broncos as well, I mean, it's clear that unless they trade up to get a quarterback, they are going to stick uh, with Drew Locke. So um, I guess just getting an offensive line in front of him will definitely help him um, play better, hopefully. You can always use an offensive tackle in the league. Yeah, absolutely. There's always injuries. Um, and speaking of injuries, uh, the Dallas defense last year was pretty banged up. Um, so he has them taking um, uh, Quiddy Pay from Michigan, edge rusher. Um, I mean, definitely putting someone uh, with Demarcus Lawrence to give the Cowboys a, a pass rush is a good idea. Um, but what do you what do you think about maybe the Cowboys um, drafting whether it's someone from the offensive line or maybe a cornerback instead, or do you think uh, getting another edge rusher would be important for them? Um, I guess maybe not so much offensive line as in defense cornerback would be good. Um, I think an edge rusher would be good as well. I think um, the Cowboys, they, they, they uh, were bad at defending both the pass and the run. So I guess if they want to kind of defend the run first, they can kind of go for an edge rusher, go for someone at the defensive line. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know there are some big time corners uh, coming up here in in this um, mock draft, uh, but let's move to pick number eleven for the New York Giants. Uh, he sees them taking wide receiver Devonte Smith from Alabama. Uh, Smith was the Heisman Trophy winner in college, so Player of the Year. Um, uh, even though that uh, the Giants did sign Kenny Galladay, um, I, I mean, definitely adding more weapons to the fold uh, for. Uh, a quarterback like Daniel Jones getting Devonte Smith in there might be a good idea. I mean, if they don't draft wide receiver, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you see maybe the giants uh, taking here in the draft? If they don't have a wide receiver, it's kind of hard to say. I think wide receiver would be kind of the best position because they already have um, Saquon Barkley. So I don't think they need another running back per se, unless they want to do like a dual running back kind of thing. Maybe they could get a tight end because tight ends are kind of hard to come by. For me, I think that maybe drafting another offensive lineman might be a good idea if one of those two guys further up drops down, like a Penny Suell or Rashawn Slater. Definitely those two guys, and then or maybe like a linebacker or something. But if not, then yeah, I think a wide receiver might be a good idea. Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, he has them taking a cornerback here, uh, Patrick Sertain from Alabama. Um, I know we talked about Dallas potentially taking a cornerback if they don't take an edge rusher. I think, um, you know, uh, with the Eagles, um, definitely improving on defense is the way to go. Um, they are not taking a quarterback because they are going to move forward with Jalen Hurts. So I think definitely adding a piece on the defense is a good thing. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, Jalen Hurts did prove that he can be the starting quarterback for the Eagles. So they just need to kind of build the team around him now. Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at the LA Chargers at 13, he has them taking JC Horn from South Carolina. He's a cornerback there. Um, definitely uh, the Chargers do want to improve uh, in their secondary um, I know they traded away a guy like Desmond King who does play corner. So definitely to replace someone like him, uh, JC Horn would pretty much be the perfect fit. Um, I, I know definitely offensive line could be another uh, position they could address, but if there are no offensive linemen talent wise available in that area, I think taking someone on the defense is wise. 
EI agree as well. And then just looking at pick number 14, we have the Minnesota Vikings. He has them taking Jalen Phillips, Miami uh, edge rusher. Um, I know Minnesota really had a problem generating pressure last year with guys like Anthony Barr and uh, Daniil Hunter out of the lineup. So definitely uh, adding a, a good edge rusher, edge rusher to those uh, two uh, guys there on the defense would definitely uh, help out the Vikings. I know they definitely struggled playing defense last year. Um, so I guess, what are your thoughts? I guess um, if they add in an edge rusher and they get more pressure on the quarterback, it kind of makes everyone else's life easier. So um, I guess instead of trying to uh, get a bunch of linebackers, a bunch of quarterbacks, a bunch of safeties, just getting this edge rusher, it kind of, it it's kind of like a small boost to every position in a way because the quarterback is forced to make passes that aren't necessarily going to be the best. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Um, I know their secondary did struggle, but um, definitely uh, adding that offensive pressure will force quarterbacks to rush throws, and then maybe their secondary will have a better chance at you know covering uh, receivers. Yeah, I think getting an edge rusher for the Vikings, it's kind of like the best bang for buck kind of option, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that does make sense. And um I guess speaking of bang for Buck, uh, he has the New England Patriots taking linebacker Micah Parsons from Penn State. Um, I don't know. What do you think about um, this draft pick? Do you think that New England uh, might maybe should look at wide receiver instead? Or, or do, you, do you sort of like uh, them just continuing to add to their defense? I mean, New England has a really good defense already, but I guess if they want to make a run for best defensive team in the league for sure, then I guess. But I think maybe a wide receiver would be better in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, further down, there's definitely other guys. And then even uh, if another one of these guys like Devontae Smith, I know we talked about him going to the Giants, but if the Giants don't take a wide receiver and he falls, I could definitely see New England jumping on him. Um, you know, um, but yeah, I, I know they say like, uh, in terms of football, find out what your strengths are and make them stronger. Yeah, I guess for new England, they kind of see defense as their strength. So if that's the case, they'll try to just go for defense all the way. And I mean, they did struggle, um, in their run defense last year. So definitely adding a linebacker to sort of bring down running backs, uh, is definitely something that, um, I guess Bill Belichick might be looking for. Um, that's just me analyzing the way the run defense was last year. So I think that the pick would make sense. Uh, I guess it just depends who's available on draft day. Yeah, I guess if they can defend the run, then it kind of makes a lot of things easier as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, moving to pick number 16, uh, looking at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he has them taking wide receiver from Alabama, Jalen Waddell. Uh, he's definitely another guy that New England could take if they didn't take uh, Micah Parsons. Um, but yeah, like he said, if Waddell falls down this far on the board, um, he would be electric in Arizona's offense. I know Arizona did sign A.J. Green this summer. Um, but I guess, uh, like you said, if a big time talent like Waddle falls to them, he would be uh, a good pick for them. Yeah, I guess since, um, Arizona, they don't have like the, a really, really high draft pick this year. So, um, if Waddle comes down to this position, why not? Um, 
and I have a question for you. Um, I know that Kenyon Drake did leave in free agency. So if they wanted a running back, is it possible that they trade down, maybe get some extra draft picks and then sort of take a, a running back later in the first round? I mean, maybe, because I feel like running backs are, it's kind of like um, in fantasy where like running backs are kind of like the best bang for a buck. I feel like running backs are kind of the best uh, bang for a buck, I guess, in regular football as well, in a way. So um, there is the chance that they could do that, I think. Yeah, because um, I know running backs are definitely valuable, but in this year's draft, uh, they don't see them sort of at the level that the wide receivers are in this draft. So I guess if you did want a running back, but you're drafting a little bit higher, you could sort of trade down and then sort of capitalize on the value. Yeah, for sure. I guess that way, instead of having like one really good player, you have a lot of like, um, like maybe they're not going to be like generational talents, but they're all going to be decent for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just looking at pick number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, he has them taking Jeremiah Owusu Koromora. I, I think I butchered that name, but he's a, a linebacker from Notre Dame. Um, I know the, the Raiders have just been terrible on defense for a few years now. So I just assume drafting anyone on defense is a win for this team. Yeah, if there's somebody on defense who's really good, just take him at this point. Yeah, um, for sure. And um, speaking of defense, pick number 18, Miami's up to pick again. Um, he has them taking Gregory uh, Rousseau from um, Miami, ironically from Miami uh, University, uh, going to the Miami Dolphins. He's an edge rusher. I know definitely with them losing a, a guy like um, Kyle Van Noy in free agency and a couple other guys, uh, he would definitely just be a rookie that can fill in. Um I mean, uh, he's pretty uh, a solid from what I'm hearing. Um, so definitely Miami adding to their already solid defense is definitely a good choice. Yeah, for sure. I guess we can say congratulations to Rousseau from, for graduating from Miami University to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to see if that actually does happen because definitely makes the transition a lot easier, you know, not having to travel too much from where you already are. Yeah, it's I think it's a lot easier to adjust than having to, I guess, fly across the country. Yeah, absolutely. I also see uh, Jalen Phillips, another Miami edge rusher further up. He has him going to the Vikings. So maybe if he drops, he's another possibility of an edge rusher going to Miami. Yeah, so I guess it looks like either way, Miami is going to have a good edge rusher. Absolutely. And just looking at pick number 19, he has the Washington football team taking uh, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC He's an offensive lineman. Um, definitely, they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick in there as their quarterback. Um, you definitely want to protect him. I know that the defensive line was really improved last year with the addition of Chase Young. So I guess now it seems like it's the right time to improve the offensive line. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just looking at pick number 20 uh, for the Chicago Bears, um, he has Greg Newsom from Northwestern, cornerback going to Chicago. Uh, he says he's a plug-and-play guy who can replace Kyle Fuller. I know Kyle Fuller left in free agency. Um, and the Bears have always had a strong defense. Uh, so do you think that uh, maybe this is the right pick, or do you think that they should maybe draft in a different area? Um, I feel like they should probably draft somebody on offense because I'm not really too concerned about the Bears defense. I don't think they've really had a problem with that. 
Yeah, it says here that they could take an offensive tackle, so that is possible. And it looks like right after them, uh, he has the Indianapolis Colts at 21, taking Christian Derrissaw, Virginia Tech offensive tackle. So it is possible Chicago does take him, but if not, it looks like Indianapolis could grab him. Um, they it's uh, he writes here in the notes that he that the Colts have a hole in left tackle uh, after Anthony uh, Costanzo retired. So uh, Derisaw um, could just slide in there as a pick. But if the Bears uh, do take uh, the offensive tackle, where could you see the Colts going in this draft? Um, I guess it's maybe um, – I think there's another offensive tackle lower. So if they really want an offensive tackle, they can kind of reach a little bit for him. Um, I don't think they really need anything else on de- – on offense so maybe they could get someone on defense yeah possibly maybe another edge rusher is definitely something that i think that they could uh, grab uh, for sure um and then uh, for pick number 22 he has the tennessee titans taking uh virginia tech cornerback caleb farley um he, uh, he says Farley's one of the top five players talent-wise in the draft but he's gonna slide because he had a back injury and he had a procedure for it and he hasn't been able to practice or anything leading up to the draft. Uh, so if he does slide, he sees Tennessee taking um, this cornerback. And I, I think pretty much this is just a guy to sort of fill in for Malcolm Butler leaving in free agency. Yeah, most likely. I think in this case, um, this is a pretty good pick for Tennessee if, if um, he ends up sliding this low. Yeah, and I mean, I could definitely see them taking a, another edge rusher or something. I know Bud Dupree uh, coming in in free agency is a big add for the Titans, but definitely some more offensive pr- or defensive pressure uh, would definitely be uh, something else that they could look at. But yeah, um, if Farley does fall this far, um, he's definitely an option for them. Yeah, especially if Farley ends up going back to 100%. Oh yeah, then uh, if he, if he turns out to be one of the five best players in this draft, that like they would have pretty much gotten a steal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and looking at pick number twenty three, we have the New York Jets back on the board, and he has them taking a Georgia edge rusher, Aziz uh, Ojolari. Um, definitely, um, the Jets need help in almost every area. They've taken, he projects them taking a quarterback with the second overall pick. And then here at 23, he has them taking an edge rusher for the defense. So definitely addressing both the offense and the defense uh, in the first round is, should be a priority for the Jets. Yeah, I think um, the edge rusher is probably going to be really important for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, Pittsburgh's here at number 24. He has them taking uh, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State offensive tackle. Um, I know their offensive line has gotten old. A couple of guys have retired from the Pittsburgh offensive line. They were not uh, able to run the ball effectively last year. So definitely adding a guy like Tevin Jenkins uh, would pretty much be a solid pick. I mean, um, do you see them taking a running back if James Conner doesn't stay? I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Um, I mean, the thing is, if you don't have a good offensive line, there's no point in getting a running back because you need someone to make blocks for them. So I feel like getting an O-liner is probably more important. Yeah, I think I can definitely agree with you on that. Um, Unless um, there is a running back here that's just too good to pass up, I think definitely drafting offensive line would be important. 
Um, and then um, to pick number 25, we have Jacksonville back up on the board. They had the first overall pick. They took Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, when you have multiple first round picks, it's good to pick on both sides of the ball. So he hasn't picking on defense here, taking Trevon uh, Morig uh, from TCU. He's a safety. Um, yeah, definitely. Jacksonville secondary was one of the worst in the league last year. So definitely just improving that uh, no matter what the position is definitely important. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of similar to Las Vegas. Absolutely. And um, pick number 26, your team, the Cleveland Browns. Um, he has them taking uh, Jamin Davis, Kentucky linebacker. Um, like he, he pretty much, uh, like he said, is, is a fill-in uh, for Cleveland. Um, they definitely need uh, a good linebacker. Um, I know you mentioned about some of the, the deep yardage that they suffered both on the ground and through the air. He could definitely help there with coverage and with stopping the run. So what do you think about this um, pick? I think with a line uh, linebacker, it's one of those cases where because uh, Davis is someone who's like really versatile, it's um, you you get like situations where he can stop the run and he can stop the pass. So I think um, it's a pretty good pick. Yeah, he definitely said that what he saw on Davis's pro day is pretty much exactly what he saw on tape. So it's not like he's changed the way he plays. He's playing just as good both on tape and uh, in person. Yeah, in that case, I'd say go for Davis. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then looking at pick number 27, uh, the Baltimore Ravens here. He has them taking Jason away, a Penn State edge rusher. I know definitely they lost uh, Matt Judon there on the defensive line. So definitely adding someone on the line should be a priority for the Ravens. Um, I don't, I don't know. Do you see them taking any other position or do you think defense is a priority for them right now? Um, I think maybe defense would be a priority. I think. Yeah. I think if they don't take someone, um, on the defensive line, it is possible for them to go to the offensive line. Um, I don't see any wide receivers dropping from further up. So, uh, unless they're, they're going to trade out of the first round, I think that choosing defense might be the right thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, at pick number 28, he has the New Orleans Saints taking Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State. He's a cornerback. Um, definitely the Saints, um, they've had to cut players and so on. So definitely just adding to their defense might be important. I think that on the offensive side of the ball, they are pretty good with what they have. So I just assume that taking defense would be the right thing. Yeah, I don't think they really need anybody on offense at this position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just looking at pick number 29, he has the Green Bay Packers taking uh, Alabama center uh, Landon Dickerson. Um, they lost their center, Corey Lindsley, um, to, um, I believe it was the Chargers. He went to in free agency. So definitely the Packers need someone to fill up in on the offensive line. I know they had problems against Tampa Bay's pass rush in the playoffs. So definitely improving that offensive line will definitely help Aaron Rodgers next year. Yeah, of course. And then just looking at uh, pick number 30, the Buffalo Bills on the clock. He has them taking Joe Tryon, uh, the Washington edge rusher. I know when we were talking about Buffalo's defense last week, we mentioned that they could use some of that offensive pressure or sorry, some of that defensive edge pressure. Um, and he does have them taking um, an edge rusher here. Um, what do you think about this pick? Um, is it better than them taking a running back or 
maybe someone for the offensive line. I don't know. What do you think about this? Um, I think if they don't end up getting an edge rusher, that probably the next best thing would be an O-liner. Um, mainly because the Chiefs, they had so much pressure um, on the Buffalo uh, Bills. Josh Allen was just having a really hard time um, getting things done. So it's either an O-liner or an edge rusher, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I can agree with that. Um, like you said, address the offensive line first and then put the running back in there, not the other way around. Yeah, for sure. And then looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, he has them taking uh, Kentucky cornerback uh, Kelvin Joseph. Um, I know they drafted Legereus Sneed last year, and he was really solid for them. I mean, if they take Kelvin Joseph, he could just pair up with Sneed, and they can have two really solid corners there. It would definitely make their secondary a lot better, adding those two guys uh, to the honey badger there at safety. Yeah, their man coverage is going to be terrifying if they actually go through with this. Yeah, and definitely um, they were really couldn't guard um, the wide receivers from Tampa Bay. So um, definitely this would be one of the, the good plays for them to do in the draft. Yeah, for sure. It'll make it a lot easier, especially considering Tampa Bay has like how many good wide receivers. Speaking of Tampa Bay wide receivers, he has them taking a wide receiver with the 32nd pick. Um, he has them taking Elijah Moore from Mississippi. Um he says it's sort of an insurance pick in case Antonio Brown doesn't re-sign because as we're recording, Antonio Brown has not re-signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as of yet. Uh, so um, definitely um, he would just be another playmaker they could throw in. I know their their defense is so solid right now. It's not like they need to pick uh, from the defense in the first round. Um, I guess either a wide receiver or a running back definitely would help because their offensive line is very solid. Yeah, I think the Bucs are just uh, trying to get depth at this point. Yeah, they might not even draft a running back because they did bring Fournette back, and Ronald Jones is still there. They've got Keyshawn Bond. I mean, their depth at running back is really solid. So definitely a wide receiver would make sense. Yeah, I honestly, they're good at every position. So it's like... It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they can go wrong on this draft. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. They're just so solid all the way through. Um, it's going to be really hard to beat them in the playoffs again next year. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that is the end of Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. We just took a look at it and just sort of uh, talked about, you know, what each team might need, whether we like uh, these players going to these teams and uh, just sort of the, old, the, the outlook of, of all of these teams heading into the draft. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you have any other thoughts or, or maybe anything to add? Oh, uh, not really, no. Yeah, so um, I think this is pretty straightforward in terms of a mock. I know definitely on draft night, there will be trades. Uh, there will be players that sort of fall in the draft. Um, teams can get values on certain players and so on. So it's definitely going to be exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, and that is the end of this Fanatics Football episode. Definitely check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We post picks for NBA and NHL on there, as well as the pickups from the NBA and NHL podcast. So definitely check us out. Um, and then for the podcast, we're on YouTube. Subscribe, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere that you listen to podcasts, we are there. So definitely take a look at us, check us out, uh, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. 
And well, once again, thanks, Nate, uh, for your time. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.